Well, good evening, yes, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Glad you joined us this evening on a man, beautiful day outside. You know, I didn't get out. <laughs> I got here at eight thirty. Like, um, uh, yeah, I got here at eight thirty. Um, a pastor came and visited. Wanted to get together at eight thirty. Brought by some beers, and we just sat until about eleven before. <laughs> <laughs> we figured we better eat something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only kidding, everybody out there. Just wanted to shake off the conservative crowd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, what's going on? What's what's new? Well, the uh, big news in the Marvel universe happened on Friday with the release. Okay, of Falcon, of Falcon, and the uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, and that opening scene was unbelievable. Okay, what was that opening scene? Remember the aerial scene where they're fl- he's fighting with all the helicopter chasing going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But I, th- I think that the was most good. memorable part, we would agree, was the revelation of the new Captain America. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, ladies, uh, uh, let's put it out, spoil out there f- for the ladies. Yeah. Here's the spoiler. Yeah. It's not Chris Evans. <laughs> okay, that's it's your spoiler alert. It's not Chris Evans. <laughs> it's a guy without a chin. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I'm sure he's a great and serious actor. Yeah, Kelly. Matter of fact, <laughs> she said, "I hope he's not sad about it." I said, "I'm sure he's." Fine. No, I thought it was kind of like you know the Chicken Man or oh, something. Was... You know whose son he is? No, the um, guy from Up. No, um, oh. that other guy with the without the chin. Um, is it Kurt Russell, the guy who played oh, in is Marvel? It really? Yeah, yeah, that's his son, and uh, Goldie Goldie Hawn. Yeah, 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 that's their boy. Oh. Yeah. Well, congratulations. So, no, he's really a handsome guy. If you pull the mask off, it, yeah. I think the mask is not flattering. Ladies, you know what it's like. What I'm talking about, right? When you're wearing a costume in the mask. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. Yeah, uh, that was funny. That was Alice's favorite part. He laughed at that. Yeah, I did too when I saw it. I was <laughs> like, "What? You're kidding me?" Like, well, it was as weak as the announcement. You know, oh, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. some guy comes out, yeah. America, and everybody's like terrified. Have you heard the news? Yeah. Yeah, chicken man. <laughs> he doesn't have a chin. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so yeah, it was we good, highly though. recommend the uh, wolf. Oh yeah, the Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah, Falcon that the used, snowman. that was a movie. Guy, anybody else remember that? Anybody out there? The Falcon and the Snowman, or something like that. The, the Snowman and the Falcon. It was about espionage. Uh, a true story about an American spy who stole secrets and gave it to the Russians. Uh, it's called the Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah, I think it's something like that. If somebody could Google it, something kind of like that. It 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 was it was uh, espionage. It wasn't good espionage. It was the bad kind. I mean, like Falcon you know, missile secrets. Oh yeah, 1985. Yeah, John Schlesinger. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Timothy Hutton. Sean yeah, Timothy Penn. Hutton was in it. Yeah, wow, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Yeah. Sean Penn. How's he spelled that? With a W? Uh, H? Yeah. A, he's an E A guy. E A. Yeah, S E like oh, scene. Oh oh oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like the A W A U guys. You know, oh, yeah. Sean, Sean, like Sean McCarthy. Yeah, well, uh, that's a horrible Boston accent. That, that's well, all right. That's I apologize right. to the entire state. Yeah, <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, they'll be down. Sean, Sean, and Sean will be at the door in five minutes. <laughs> okay, um, so we're sorry about all that. We yeah. just uh, uh, we're excited about what we're going to talk about today. Is the last week of learner mm-hmm. okay so let me just set up a little bit it's going to be a little different today as far as how we talk about it um we're kind of like wrapping it up and bringing it all together and also it will be a little difficult there mm-hmm. is some technical stuff that we'll be talking about here that um a lot of times i like things to just go bing 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 and it feels fresh but this will be this will be a little bit pushy mm-hmm. um and it will this is not just information. This is going to be something that's going to push us towards a, mm-hmm. a decision. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I just want to let everybody know that. But we'll be closing up on on Learner, and then next week we'll be starting into uh, Lover. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's when we should do that special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you uh, take us there? Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everyone gathered here tonight. Um, pray that you'll just bless our conversation, enrich our minds for... Um, from your word and as we discuss and as we look deeper at it, as we try to just be more like you, Lord, open our um, understanding up to a level that we haven't um, had 
on this particular subject and just allow us to be able to communicate with clarity and to be able to understand what you're speaking to us tonight. We love you so much. Thank you for your son. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I, we got to give a, uh, a shout out to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Elizabeth uh, actually helps us write all this material. She takes it from the sermon series that was done about 10 years ago. And then has been, she listens to, there were 48 sermons. She listens to every single one and makes notes on them. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, why are you shaking your head? It's a good thing. (laughs) 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 Give me a copy of those 48 sermons, would you? (laughs) No, but uh, she does. She listens to all them, makes notes, Mm -hmm. and then... uh, so we were able to do this because of, of her yeah, as well. Yeah. So we stepped into the idea of being a learner. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the whole idea of stepping into the learning circle to make long-term change in our lives. But we also learned that real learning is not the acquisition of intellectual property, mm-hmm. which we're really big into. That's, that would be a phrase in America that most people would, would affirm, that... Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of acquisition of yeah. intellectual property. Knowledge is power. Right, right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so real learning is not that, especially when it comes to God. Mm-hmm. Learning is more formational, especially when we go into Christianity and it's more relational. Mm-hmm. So that's really what, you know, learning is. Um, if we aren't learning something that changes our form, uh, or our relationships, and the question is, is what's the point? Why even bother mm-hmm. if we're going to do that? Mm-hmm. So um, I, maybe that's why people don't want to learn as much about Scripture or as about Christianity, about genuine faith in God, is, I don't know, you think there's a fear of obligation or a fear of accountability to what somebody learns? I mean, that's yeah, just, I mean, just so... Yeah, I mean, probably like, yeah. if this is where you are leading me that yeah. makes me have to probably change something. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right, because it's kind of like, uh, it's like, okay, you're spending the day with Jesus, he hands you a bathing suit, mm-hmm. and then he, he says, yeah, go ahead, put this on, then he hands you a towel, and he says, you might want to need this, and he gives you a pair of flip-flops, and then the next thing he teaches you is some sunglasses, you may want to wear those, and the next thing you find yourself at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think everything is pointing towards that you're probably going to get in the water. And so um, a lot of times people just want to get the information, but they don't really necessarily want the formation that comes mm-hmm. to. Uh, learning from me, from what I have found in Scripture, is, is more than something I know, but rather it's something I become in honor of the someone I know. Mm. And I know that sounds like a little something that should be on a Hallmark card, but... Mm. Um, it's really something that I become. I don't just learn scripture to learn ethics. Uh, I learn something so that I can be that, become that person uh, to honor who Christ is. So mm-hmm. uh, Paul says it in this kind of wrapping it all together. He says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in, lives in me in, in Galatians 2.20. See, that's not the, the statement of somebody who says, well, I figured something out. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's, who's seeing that his knowledge is putting to the end of one way of life and beginning of a new way of life. It's mm-hmm. not, I no longer have knowledge of a certain kind, but now I have a knowledge of Christ that is of a different kind. He's like, no, this whole journey is about, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But yet the process has been growing in knowledge in Christ. But the outcome is something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Paul has moved from academic learning to more formational. It's, it's kind of like in a marriage relationship. I know when you got married. How long have you been married? It'll be 10 years next weekend. 10 years? 10 years. Wow. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a long time. Yeah. Flies when you're having fun. Right? Yeah. No, I'm really amazed. Um, yeah. Then... Uh, now, I know when you were standing at the altar, you really felt like you knew Kelly mm-hmm. and you loved her with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where do you stand now? Uh, get ready to hit the mute button. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, where, do you, where do you stand now? Oh, it's way more. I know her better than, you know, 
than I knew her that day for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> you I did... love her a lot more too. I've I've gotten to yeah. Okay, would you say did you lie to her then? Because you oh no, t- yeah no. no 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 at that point it's like a hole it just kept opening wider the yeah. love kept getting yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't wasn't just like at the end of it. I ended up. Uh, I, I know her more. I have more data points. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like no, I know her more. Mm-hmm. I am in love with her more. Mm-hmm. It doesn't nullify that you had love in the beginning, but not the end game of knowledge brought a higher level of like personal or relational intimacy. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that is still the way that God wants us to grow. Is that it's to challenge this delineation about knowing about God or whether or not we're actually um, uh, growing into something that God wants us to grow into. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've made a lot of notes on this, and, and so has Elizabeth. Paul saw himself becoming, and this is great. She said this was the greatest quote I have ever had. Boom. Okay, so everybody buckle up, okay? Um, it, uh, she said... This was it right here. It was, Paul saw himself becoming the person of his learning. Mm -hmm. Becoming the person of your learning. Now, you stop and slow down and and think that out. It really does make a lot of sense. And is that um, everybody or I am becoming the person of my learning. That means whatever you're learning about and genuinely learning about, you are becoming the person of your learning. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, that's why Paul would say it's no longer I who lives with Christ who lives within me, is that he learns about Christ. um, Like, well, this may, you know how they say when couples have been married for a long time, they start to look like each other? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm expecting expecting Tim's here to grow pretty soon here. (laughs) There's a few people in our shirts that would. Oh yeah, qualify. we got people. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 the Franklins out there. Uh, they may be. Yeah, I um, mean they love each other so doggone much. Uh, yeah. The Piscazios are looking like each other. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, ser- I mean, uh, I mean, seriously. Um, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. why you're laughing about that. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty people now. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, well, uh, no, but seriously, you become the person of your learning. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's kind of like we become what we learn, what we watch, what we, what we hear. It, it's funny. I got onto a kick of watching Conan O'Brien. No, oh, he's great. Yeah. Okay. Coco. Yeah. Coco. So I started <laughs> watching all those, those YouTubes and all right. that stuff. So, and I just love his mannerisms, the way he does things. And he's, yeah. <laughs> Goes into that old 1950s kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so for like the last week, Susan has had to put up with me kind of doing, <laughs> you know, his impersonations, you know, and it's kind of like talking like him. Yeah. Um, so uh, the point is, is that in Christ, we are called to become the person of our learning. Mm-hmm. That any learning that does not lead to becoming the person of our learning is probably not biblical learning. Now, obviously in mathematics, you don't become the number four. Mm-hmm. But in, in our learning of Christ and learning of him, as he calls us to do in the Gospels, it is actually a becoming that is in, kind of inferred in that. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a lot of experience experience with people who have biblical knowledge or church mm-hmm. knowledge, but we don't see the becoming of the learning that's there, you know, the person of my learning. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would like at the end of my life that people would be able to tell who was the subject of my learning by the person of my becoming, mm. you know? Yeah. So much so, Paul says, it's, you know, no longer I who lives. Mm-hmm. So that if you look at me, that you will see that mm-hmm. I really have become like Christ. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just thought about this. I had Doc in my office today. Doc is very mechanical, loves to plug things in, very tactile. He was playing with one of my pedals, my guitar pedals, and I was plugging in the cable, and he could not get it unraveled and he said what a stupid thing and he starts shaking it and i thought he <laughs> that's me yeah yeah <laughs> in that moment i saw 
oh, well, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought about it when we were talking about it. it, just, it I mean, it's so you, you model it, whether you're paying attention or not. Yeah. But, <laughs> and so as he watches me, he's learning, well, this is how daddy acts when right. he's frustrated. But it also tells you what he thinks about daddy. Oh, yeah. You, you are the person of his becoming. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really high compliment. Yeah. So, yeah, as a dad, you may, you know, clean up your words a little bit or, you know, <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, is that, like, when I walk with Ireland, mm -hmm. and now I know I'm a, a secondary character in her learning, that mm -hmm. her mom and dad are the uh, keepers. But when I'm out walking with her, I will sometimes all of a sudden start dragging my left foot in the gravel. Mm -hmm. We live on a country road. Mm -hmm. And she'll be walking just a little bit behind me, and all of a sudden I'll hear, <laughs> and here's this one and a half year old dragging their left foot in the gravel. So then I'll go over and I'll pick up a stick, and I'll start scraping it on the ground as we walk. And she'll stop, she'll get a stick, and I'll start walking backwards with that stick, swooping the stick back and forth. And you'll see her little body turning around, and she's trying, and it's, it's like, wow. Not like, Paul, she's copying you, or she's doing what you do. She has chosen at that moment that you are the person of her becoming because you're the person of her learning. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so beautiful. Now, obviously, there's a high responsibility that goes with that. Right. But that's what Christ is doing. He's not just, when he says, come and learn of me, uh, he's not talking about the acquisition of ethics. He's talking about becoming, mm -hmm. learning, th uh, becoming through learning. So mm -hmm. I think it's really important. Um, so we're going to jump into a, a, an example that comes to us from the book of Hebrews, which is a really difficult book. If, you've, if you get any opportunity to read it, you can understand. I mean, it's just that it's really Old Testament-like. It takes the, the foreshadowing of Old Testament types and then compares them with what was fulfilled in Christ and things like that. So there's, there's a lot of good information there, but sometimes it, it can be, it's very heady. It's probably, it's probably the smartest book intellectually. It's probably the smartest book in the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, Who would you say wrote it? There is debate about that, yes, whether it was is. the Apostle Paul, but it doesn't seem to have Pauline qualities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> That's how I was he like, what the heck is that? Yeah. yeah uh, um, and uh, <laughs> what, what is the other thing about it? It also... Um, uh, there's a guy named Apollos that's mm -hmm. mentioned in the book of Acts, and he's also mentioned in the book of Romans that he was probably an intellectual and he was a Jew. So it is possible that it was, of, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, his name is Apollos. Wasn't it cool that God would have somebody in the kingdom that was named after a, after a deity from a different religion? Yeah. Be you know, insane. and be okay with it. Yeah. And didn't yeah. tell him to change his name. Yeah. Didn't tell him to scrape off his tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. I, I like it. Yeah. So, okay, um, but I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have you read this, mm -hmm. and I want you to see how it conjoins learning and the person of my learning. Mm -hmm. and, and like I said, this is gonna be technical. All right, so if you're here for a Bible study, this is we're finally gonna get around to it. Okay, <laughs> eight weeks in, <laughs> here comes your Bible study. <laughs> okay, right. Hebrews thirteen, Hebrews thirteen, 11, yes. starting in verse eleven. Mm -hmm. The bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. So let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here, we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Okay. In the illustration, we get a connection with Jesus being crucified outside the city gates mm -hmm. and the call for us to go out and to stand with him. See, this is, this is talking about biblical learning. See, it is the call of God for us to join him outside the walls of regular kind of thinking and learning. And, and the walls will represent a lot of things. They'll be symbolic of leaving the city behind, in this literal case, mm -hmm. and joining Christ, but also of um, outside of, of maybe religion, um, outside of our busy lives, outside of cultural dictates, outside of what is popular and what's not popular. So, 
So what he's communicating is that the end of this learning about who Christ is leads us, and I love it how he says, he says, um, so let us go to him outside the camp. Now, the writer here, this is post-Christ, mm-hmm. I mean, life of Christ. So we know that he doesn't mean let he's just talking to those people to go outside and stand with Jesus while he's being crucified. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea of that we're in a city, when we come to a knowledge of Christ, it leads us to leave that city and to go outside and to stand with him. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, we're, we're being told that learning is to be transformational. It, it, it's not just acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we have heard that the story of the crucifixion um, that a lot of people, when Jesus was crucified, most people ran away. Uh, who ends up stand, staying with him? Do you remember in the yeah, story? It's Mary and, and his brother. Okay, yeah. that's right. Um, uh, Mary, the soldiers, obviously, yeah. but the, yeah. And then John, yeah, John, yeah. John hangs there mm-hmm. uh, with him as well and, and a bunch of the other ladies. That's right, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Why... Why would it have been there that the disciples would have stopped? Why is it there that maybe we don't find Nicodemus or we might find um, some of the other people of the crowd? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the interesting things that we're, we learn from this Hebrews text and also from the, the Old Testament is that being outside of the city was kind of a, was a cultural stigma is that it was this idea of being rejected and so to go outside the city with Christ and to stand with Christ was to share in his shame Mm -hmm. or to share in his rejection so not many people made that journey people might have been enjoying all the stuff that they were eating that he was doing you know loaves and fishes and things like that. And a lot of people were moving inside of the city with Jesus. See, inside the city, it was, um, we're learning about him, we're acquiring things from him, we're seeing him doing things. But then there was a point when learning was to go to this place of standing with him. And for a lot of people, that never occurred. Mm -hmm. Um, For any Jew, and this is one of the things that, you know, one of the backstories is that any Jew to stand at the cross was culturally and community read a communal redefinition. It was a reproach. So for them to stand with Jesus was an identification with Christ that goes beyond the acquisition of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, so the average person, let's say we're part of the crowd of 5,000 that's following Jesus around and we're we're doing all the different trips and mm-hmm. seeing all the miracles and enjoying the party and the after, you know, the after party and all the fun stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. And I'm not sure we see a lot of arresting or identification going on in those particular places. But when Jesus is taken outside the city, like the offering was taken out city outside after the, the atonement and all the ashes were finally burned and everything was dumped outside, the, uh, that was an identification that was like a stigmata. It was, it was something that symbolized, oh, wait a minute, you're with him. And that's why I think it's kind of interesting that Peter separates with, with Jesus because he could only identify, his learning could only go so far, and there would be a point when if I stand next to him, then me and him are going to be, people are going to get confused about the difference between the two of us. Mm-hmm. The more you stand, have you ever had somebody standing next to you that you didn't want standing next to you? Mm-hmm. I'm, no, I'm sure. Um, I, I can. <laughs> would you like to name them? <laughs> no, no. No, have you ever I've been, been to some, my fair share of concerts and shows and, and where somebody's just, hey, come on, man. Yeah. Or, or, or <laughs> let's say you're at a party. Oh, oh man. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and like there's this, like one, la- and I'm just making this up. I'm, there's nobody in the church I'm thinking about, okay? And I'm not even saying this has ever happened, but there's a loud mouth doofus, mm-hmm. and he is—he's just—he's just a loud mouth doofus, and you know how guys are—we kind of stand back and up against the wall during a party, and um, and so we're standing, and all of a sudden that loud mouth 
doofus stands next to you. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the crowd knows that he's the loudmouth doofus. Oh, no, even better. Okay. Um, you're at a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> you got your Tom Collins. <laughs> you got to, you got to, I'm serious. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm serious. Yeah. It was like, uh, this is, makes a point here. This is a point, but I would never, when I would go with a bunch of guys out to a discotheque, because that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Studio 54 style. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Denise knows what I'm talking about. She's looking down at the ground, doesn't want to be identified. <laughs> doesn't want to be with that guy. Yeah. No, um, but you know, you don't want to walk in there with Tom Selleck, okay? Because you walk in there with Tom Selleck, dude, he's going to be dancing all night and you're just going to be holding his drink, okay? Because, I mean, who wants to be with that guy? Um, or you don't want to be with some rude, obnoxious guy. The idea is this, is that who you're standing next to bec- at some point becomes an affirmation. Mm-hmm. I think we see that in Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. It's that if you like somebody's, tw- oh yeah, uh, whatever they call that thing, <laughs> yeah. if you like it, they, uh, they, yeah. they, they'll hate you for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, or for on Facebook, if you like somebody's, you know, post. Oh, we've seen it go bad real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially during the Trump times. Yeah. You know, if Trump sent something. Rock and roll, baby. But that was Denise. (laughs) I know. She's Studio Studio. 54. I'm sorry. She's having a flashback. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I I, I caused her to stumble. (laughs) That was Travolta, wasn't it? I heard it. That was Travolta. Um, but But the whole idea that if you liked something, like, you know, Donald Trump or, you know, or whoever it may be. Yeah, that was yeah. an example. All of a sudden, you you had cancel culture occur to you. Mm-hmm. That's ex- exactly the same thing is that uh, if you stood next to Christ, all of a sudden, you're, you're identifying. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Look what the scripture said again. It actually said, he said, therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his blood, suffered outside the guy, gate, so here's the call of the gospel. So let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing his approach. It's like, we're called to do this. Mm-hmm. This isn't just what loving people do. This is what followers of Christ do, is that it becomes so clear that if Jesus gets arrested, I get arrested. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is in a car that gets a parking ticket, I get the parking ticket. That if Jesus is getting crucified outside the city what and, and has now become a reproach based upon Jewish tradition, uh, what the writer of Hebrews says is, go on out there. Mm-hmm. You need to go outside the city. Is that the end of learning is, is total identification with the person of our becoming. Mm. And so when we talk about being a learner, lover, leader, we're not talking about reading through the Bible. We're not talking about just verse memorization. Getting a degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not, you know, uh, getting an MDiv mm-hmm. does not mean you're standing any closer to Jesus in his reproach and mm-hmm. identifying with that reproach, letting the blood get on you, let, let, letting the calls out against Jesus be also yours, let the insults be yours and all that. But that is... It seems to be that level of deep identification is where learning is supposed to drive the Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 think, I think it's a powerful and it's an absolute um, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. So if you were standing with Jesus at the cross outside of the city, you were identifying with him. And therefore, um, whatever the soot, the smell... Um, the blood, whatever it was, was part of your identification. Mm-hmm. You were literally villainizing yourself by standing next to the approach, uh, the reproached one. Mm-hmm. And that's big. And that's where le- learning should end up. Yeah. So uh, not, hey, I'm studying to be a preacher, uh, though you are supposed to study to show yourself approved. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's not really what the the end game is. Is l- all learning should lead you to the place that you're standing so much near Christ, if that if Christ is reproached, you too are reproached. 
if Christ is the villain, you are the villain. Mm -hmm. And so it was a a choice to self villainize, mm -hmm. but we were called to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What, is that a new thought? I know it's oh, kind it's of a, like really abstract, but it does come to us from from you know scriptures. Oh yeah, I think it's taking an idea that we we know in our minds as Christians we need to be doing. We read that verse. And yeah. I count all things as loss or um, for the sake of knowing Christ or, um, yeah. you know, and then we, we know that, but then to actually look at what Hebrews is saying, taking this from one point to another, mm -hmm. where you're not, you're not just head knowledge about it, where you've got it all kind of understood, but you've got to literally I'm with him. Yeah. And you see that through like all the, when the disciples see him again, after the resurrection, yeah, they're not they're not going to their death for city knowledge, right? Right. They're going for I'm with him knowledge outside the gate. You know? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, they're not willing to die because they heard a good sermon in the temple. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like wow, that was cool. Or Jesus gave them some free bread. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's why the disciples stood afar off uh, from the crucifixion. Yeah, uh, is that to stand up there was a cultural um, reclassification. Yeah. And, and so, so let's put this in, let me just kind of jump ahead of here. Well, let's just put this into American, American culture of, of following after Christ. See, I think we want to stay in the city and love Jesus and love Jesus too. Mm -hmm. um, or we love Jesus as long as Jesus stays in the city. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. Yeah, because yeah. maybe that was Paul's uh, Peter's opposition when he when Jesus said I was going to be crucified, and Peter's like, oh no 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 that's not going to happen, mm -hmm. and and that's why Jesus shuts them down so quick. But I think a lot of us want a Christianity that we can learn while learning runs parallel with our lives, and we can stay in the same city that we're with. And we don't have to over-identify ourselves culturally with Christ. And I would say that over the next five years in America, the, this call to leave the city is going to become more and more evident. And more and more people are going to choose not to make that journey. Because making that journey will get you canceled. That mm -hmm. making that journey will get you will will villainize you. Um, as I read different things about how Scripture is being responded to by this current generation, that yeah, I think there's going to be a clear delineation, and and who knows, maybe God's setting that up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was God who set up this whole idea about the offering and and being done outside the the city and the you know the whole reproach idea is that maybe God's bringing the Church of America to that place where, you know what, you know, God's kind of like, I mean, I'm just kind of tongue-in-cheek here, but it's like, I'm really, I'm really having a hard time telling the difference between you guys because I know you're all singing these really cool songs and, you know, and you guys got really cool videos on Sunday morning and, yeah, you know, he's showing the Star Trek video this Sunday and you're talking about Jesus He's like, okay, listen, I got all confused about what you guys are doing down there. So I'm just going to need you to leave the city. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go outside. And I, I think I need you to go to the place where Christ was reproached. I think then you can, is it possible that that's the way that the, the goats and the sheep are separated? You know, is, is this deep level of identification with the death and the rejection of Christ? Um, I, I, I tend to see that that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So um, in this city, you could follow Jesus all day long and it meant nothing to the Jews. But following him outside the city, in the reproach of his rejection and death from the city, of, city officials, was to become the person of whom you learned. And that was the line that you crossed. That was that uh, event horizon of identifying with the person of your learning. Mm -hmm. That's when it's like, wow, you really are identifying with Christ in that. When you're willing to 
step alongside of him in his reproach. Not in his glorification, but in his reproach. Mm-hmm. The great thing is, is though, when you stand with him in his glorification, you are, I mean, in his reproach, you are promised by God that you will also stand, you know, just a little bit over to the right, but, but you'll, <laughs> you'll be in his glory, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so you were making a statement with this. Uh, there was no question you were with him. So who you stand next to says something about who you are. And this is why Jesus says for us to pick up our cross and to follow him. It's like, where to? Uh, Yeah, see, they're going to take me out here to this hill and they're going to kill me right there. And okay, that's good information, Jesus. Man, we don't want to see that happen to you. I love you. You know, we got your back. It's like, yeah, I know you do, but that's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking you to pick up your cross and follow me. I want you to come out to the city too. I want you to share my reproach. I want the delineation between the city of of man and the city of God to become very clear. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's branding. It's changing what you call yourself. It's declaring a new citizenship. I don't think, I don't know if I'm missing it. You guys can tell me. Um, but I don't, I don't think this is what we preach in the American church anymore. I think we just kind of blended it all together, American culture, American stuff, and all this other stuff. And, and then, I mean, can you see how this flies in the face of become the best version of yourself? Which is basically find out what you want to be and go stand next to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go identify what you think would be the best yeah. version of yourself and stand next to it. And... Um, I, I think that's what we're seeing here is totally different. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's take a look at that passage one more time. And, but I want to put in the time element so that we know who is doing what in this. So mm-hmm. if you'll read it, um, I, I want you to, if you could include the time elements mm-hmm. that I've added to yeah. it. In Hebrews thirteen eleven, In the Old Testament... The bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, in the New Testament, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. So, now in our lives today, let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach, for here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. You see how it changed by adding the timestamps, And... Um, all of a sudden, it, it all of a sudden, I, 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 I mean, I, I normally could read that and say, well, that's in the kind of like an Old Testament passage, and we're expecting Melchizedek to walk up any moment now and, and be just as confused about that, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, no, here's the Old Testament type. So just like in the Old Testament, this, and then just like in the New Testament, in Jesus, this, this, now in our lives, the part that's time stamped for us right here is let us go out to him outside the camp bearing his reproach. Mm -hmm. That is written for 2021. For we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Mm -hmm. Um, That's powerful to me. That is what we learned in the Old Testament, what we learned in the New Testament in the life of Christ, we now become in this present life and that is going outside the camp. Mm-hmm. So it may. So let me, let's just take that on a practical level. I mean, that sounds very hit, heady, but what would be some of the examples of maybe in your life where you had to go, you've been called outside the camp? You got to go. Let's see. Well, I remember you. Uh, <laughs> the first time you asked me to speak, mm-hmm. that time. That's a that's a leaving, and that's not necessarily a one of these exact um, examples. But that was a leaving a comfort zone to go try and identify something else um, further. There was also, I think, on a um, probably at, when I was in college, there was some of that going on too, mm-hmm. where you have these you have this group of friends um, that are known to be doing this, yeah, and. Then you have like the FCA and that kind of, and there's a group there. And then if identifying with them mm-hmm. means you're, you're with them. You're also kind of, you're with Christ too. Cause yeah. you're identifying, I'm, 
Christian there. Yeah. And the same, it kind of played out in high school too as well. Little things like that. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think of those two examples just right off the top of my head. For me, music was a big thing. Uh, I know you're yeah. not as into music as I am. Yeah, but, not as um, much. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when I coming to Christ, it all of a sudden challenged the kind of music I was listening to. Mm-hmm. And stuff was like, I really loved it. One group I had a really, I still struggle with. Um, and there are some songs I just won't listen to and I've kind of compartmented it. And I don't know if that's right or not, is Rush. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're very nihilistic. You know, they really are humanistic and they're not demonic. I mean, everybody made them up. They just did that to capture attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So there are some songs that I listen to that really jump, you know, pump me up or, or maybe have sexual content. I, Van Halen was another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there was albums from Van Halen I just loved. And it was like, dude, you cannot, if you stay in that city, you'll become the person of your learning. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need to come out of that city. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some times when there are particular issues that God will say, listen, I need you to come out of that mm-hmm. and i need you to stand over here with me on this yeah. my uh, first example was a horrible example which one was that <laughs> oh, oh you're, you're yeah, yeah. preaching i was like i was like <laughs> no wait no. a minute i misunderstood the question no no, no. The, uh, you know what you mean there's a uh I, I am this is why i never watched game of thrones oh yeah 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 i couldn't i couldn't do it with the, right because i would have as awesome as i heard the show was yeah just couldn't i mean i just couldn't make the step to it as far as there's gonna be things in here that i'm gonna put into my brain and right. I'm going to learn that I, I don't want to become. <laughs> okay. so. let, let me just say this. And, and I, I mean this in love to anybody and, and I have the greatest pull of anybody into this, but mm. if you can watch sex in a movie and it not affect you, you need to see a doctor. I mean, I'm just being honest mm-hmm. that you might have a different problem. Um, but and my point is this, they don't just put sex in there because it's just, hey, let's put sex in there. It's to grab you, mm-hmm. okay? And That's why there's so much more of it in the early seasons of every show. Yeah, that's usually. right. It's yeah. a part of their strategy. Yeah. Um, and there's a point when it's like, okay, yeah, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm faithful to my wife. I'm not mm-hmm. really going to, you know, do that. And it's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. You seem to be walking around that city. Yeah. Um, and you're going to become the person of your learning. So where's that? So that's why I mean, it's one of the, I think the biggest problems of pornography, uh, particularly for, no, I'm not going to say particularly for men, for men and women, mm-hmm. is that you become the person of your learning. Yeah. And you can say, well, it's harmless. And it's like, no, you know, yeah. you go to college because, and you pay a lot of money to go to college because you know, sitting in front of this professor is going in some way going to, uh, that you're going to become the person of your learning that you're going to become an uh, you know, uh, engineer or an architect or whatever it may be, then why do we get stupid when it comes to pornography? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, as and long- I'm sure you can do like, uh, you know, for language of TV shows too, if I watch a show that has a lot of swearing, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're quicker to come out in, yeah. in, my, in my daily life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> than if I'm not. Oh, no, that's- but, you know what I mean? And so it's, yeah, what we look at, what we take in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, those... I am very much that way. I'll tell you who has a negative influence on me um, in in movies. Can you guess who has the most negative influence? Right, let's on see. Who would I be most influenced by? And what? <laughs> Marky Mark. Marky Mark. That's it. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. I can watch a Mark Wahlberg movie, and then you know my accent comes back, and I'm f bombing, <laughs> and I'm serious. We yeah. my one of my favorite all time movies. It's a it's a holiday movie. Yeah. You know how. Yeah. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Four Brothers is a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, because they have yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, because they have yeah. Thanksgiving. And they pray, too. Yeah. But we used to watch on on TV, and they edited it all out. Well, I think it was Brian, me, and Deanna decided to rent it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, non-TV version. Uh, yeah, so all of a sudden... You know, we're watching it for Thanksgiving, and poor Susan, you know, <laughs> you know, she's just below the blessed mother, you know. She, she's in there cooking a turkey, and she's hearing her, her family F-bombing in here, and uh, all of a sudden I asked for the, uh, what, what was that gravy? What's that gravy they serve? Uh, it's the red stuff. 
uh, cranberry, <laughs> sauce, cranberry, cranberry sauce. sauce. The cranberry sauce. And I put an F word in front of it. Hey. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I didn't mean it. It's like, well, where'd you, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, it's like that. I became the person of my learning. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so to stand by the cross on that day was to say to the world around you, to your boss, to your family, um, to your employees, uh, your family, everybody, that it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Mm-hmm. To stand there at that cross, that was what it was. I think that's what baptism has you know, come to. And mm-hmm. I would even say, mm-hmm. as much as baptism, I would say communion. I would say that when you pick up the bread and the cup, I, I think you're identifying with Christ. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's why Paul says, if, if, if you're not really into this, you don't need to be doing this. Now, churches have all kinds of regulations that they've tried to figure out, and God bless them for all their efforts to try to figure out to make sure the wrong person doesn't come up. Yeah. Not, not, maybe they have gone too far on it on, in some cases, but the idea of this is not just something you do because everybody else in the row got up, okay? And, and people will sometimes, well, everybody in the row got up to go get communion. I got to go, well... They passed the bucket pass, and that didn't jerk your wallet out of your pocket, you know. So, 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 so what on that, you know? Yeah. Peer pressure only, you know, goes yeah. And That's why I highly recommend that if you are are not in a uh, relationship with Christ and not pursuant to a relationship with Christ, uh, or have decided not to walk with Christ, don't come up and get communion. Um, that's a form of honor to to say no to it. Mm-hmm. Is that? But I think as Christians, we don't realize that when we go up and receive communion, we're saying, okay, I'm standing right now as I take the bread and the cup, I am standing at the cross. Roman soldiers, me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Herod and everybody else, me. I'm with him, the reproached one. Uh, I think there will be a time in America, and I, I'm saying five years, where uh, identifying with Christ with that kind of certainty, is going to cost you something. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, um, kill everybody, but I, I'm just saying I, it's going to cost you something. Mm. You know, I've already listened to one preacher who said that uh, Jesus was a racist, uh, that the Apostle Paul was a homophobe, um, and uh, by, uh, churches around America have declared that they no longer believe the Bible is the word of God, uh, which is absolutely the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, I mean, what just are you from doing? a yeah, I mean, you get paid off of tithes, and you're going to undercut the very system by which you get paid. Yeah. Think it through, man. Think it through. Let, let alone the godly part, yeah. you know. But I'm just like, you're going to undercut the very the yeah. same thing. Who's a, who's going to give money to a guy who stands up there on Sunday morning and gives really good suggestions? <laughs> You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, I, I, I want to hear from God, you know, it's so mm-hmm. just a thought. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in America, we're going to see it. I love what Paul says. Read Philippians 3, 8 for me, would you? I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Wow. That is being a learner the surpassing value of knowing Christ. And he correlates knowing Christ with loss um, and a a change of valuation of things around his life for the sake of gaining Christ in his life. That's biblical learning Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what God's calling us to. So... Um, so the big question, like I was saying earlier, this was a little bit more serious of an ending, is that the ultimate learner identifies themselves with what they are learning or learned. They become the person of their learning. Mm-hmm. Does anybody around us know who we're learning of based upon our becoming? Mm-hmm. And so I would like to encourage everybody um, whether you're here or whether you're out there or whether you've been following the Lord or for years or you're new, is have you respond to the call to leave the city? Mm-hmm. And from what Paul said, um, 
I suffered the loss of the city. And, and that's hard. I can remember, you know, when I, when I saw that my relationship with Christ was now leading me to give up smoking weed. I mean, it, it's, it wasn't obvious to me that you had to give up, smoke, give up smoking weed. It was, you know, um, but it wasn't just stopping getting high. It was, there was a whole crowd of people that I used to hang out with, you know, and th- th- that was my, you know, my entourage, my, my best friends. They were my best friends. Mm-hmm. So for me to leave the city cost me, cost me relationships. And it does, he, he said, I suffered loss. There's suffering involved in this. But a lot of us do not want to go that far in the learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, the apostle was writing and he said, therefore, I'm calling you out of the city. And, and it's hard. And it, it is a loss. Mm-hmm. But it is for the purpose of... Um, Knowing Christ, that's mm-hmm. real biblical learning. Mm-hmm. And now if you're out there and you're listening to us, if you have any questions about this, I don't want anybody to, be, to misconstrue this. And I mean, I have to admit, I've wandered back into the city. And, yeah, the city's nice. Yeah, yeah. I've gone back. Matter of fact, I, I'm, I've wandered back into the city. I don't know if this was actually a bad thing, but I don't know. But it was good. When, when I, I had to walk away from, from rock, um, I loved rock and roll. You know, you combine that with weed, it all t- triggered a whole cascade of a bunch of bad behavior. Not because there was anything wrong intrinsically with rock. It was just that everything else. So I missed MTV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in the 70s and early 80s, got saved, and then MTV got invented. So just the other day, I was sitting with Deanna, and, and I was playing some music from the cars on my phone. And, uh, and she, started, she goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking at the Cars video. I said, the, I, was, I had just gotten saved. I had given up rock and roll. I didn't know they had videos. I, I didn't watch MTV, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the one time I tried, I think some of that group goes, girls, girls, girls. <laughs> That's the number one video, oh, uh, rock video of all time, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I quickly saw why I, I gave up MTV, <laughs> you know, or didn't do MTV. But there was this enticement to come back into the city. And uh, every time I've gone back into the city, I've just been reminded why it was so much better standing outside the city. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, any questions come in from this, on this? Is anybody out there alive? I mean, do you, <laughs> alive, I wish yeah. we could put it like a, um, you know, like, <laughs> like a watch of some sort that would tell us their heartbeat rate or anything like that. You know, so we knew also yeah. boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a dog collar. Boy, he took it to a whole new level, yeah. but I like it. If we could if we actually could like zap them. Um yeah, that's good. Uh that was Tim that suggested that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh any thoughts or questions here? Anybody? Any points? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about, about that. How city. it's like how the uh, even like in John Wick, <laughs> like there's no there's no uh, there's no scenes in there that are of like a sexual nature. No, there wasn't. Not at all. Not a one. But he kills like so many people, <laughs> and you're like it's, it becomes like a fantasy. Like that's not real. No. Well, yeah. You're yeah. right. You're and right. Yeah, but, Neither is pornography. <laughs> that's not real. Either. No, that's real. <laughs> I don't know what kind of pornography you've been looking at, but that's real. <laughs> but that's, he was talking I mean, about that. Like if we, if there was something of a pornographic nature in a movie like John Wick, it would be no way we'd be able to watch it. Right, absolutely. No way not. we'd never get to the theaters. No, that's a good but, point. But the violence, oh, we're okay with that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no I think that's a good point. I think not to bring John Wick. I mean, I mean, I know. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, but I think you're right. I think Americans. If we don't look at porn because of do not lust, uh, do not look at thy neighbor's wife or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Well, it says do not kill. Well, yeah. if we're synthesizing, if synthesizing sexual intimacy is considered wrong, then why isn't synthesizing murder 
wrong. Why is it okay for me to watch crime shows? See, see, I'm now oh, messing up. A, I'm messing up everybody's. Oh, no, everybody's I'm life. Blown away. That, <laughs> What's your favorite show? Remember the ice cube? Oh, ice cube. We're not going to do the yeah. joke. We're not. But the uh, John Mulaney. Yeah. Yeah. It was the things he's allowed to say on TV. Yeah, yeah. And they're allowed to say on those crime scene shows. You're right. I, I think it's that's like, a really what? good point. I think there's other <laughs> stuff that. Gross. And isn't that interesting that when Paul makes his list of things that are of the flesh. He's listed those, but mm-hmm. for the most part, people will dive deep into the sexual sins. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, he talks about coming out of the city of greed or covetousness mm-hmm. or gossip, you know, mm-hmm. and to come out of those cities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, does that mean you're going to give me your uh, 4K John Wick DVDs? Sure. Yours. <laughs> I don't own them yet. <laughs> oh, they only they only come out at women's retreat when. Uh, the oh yeah, yeah. That's that's men. what we do when you ladies go on a women's retreat. We watch. We watch bang, I, I watch hours of um, Clint Eastwood, uh, oh, yeah. The Enforcer. Oh uh, my goodness! Yeah. Make my day, Dirty Harry. <laughs> oh day. man. Yeah. So okay, yeah. we just but yeah. The point the the point is that you know we're called out. So yeah, all right. That's why Brian won't put a Crosstown sticker on his Mustang. He doesn't want to be associated with Crosstown Church uh, because of how well he drives. Okay, no, but I I think this <laughs> maybe it's that uh, way. He doesn't yeah, want. Maybe, oh, he doesn't want to dishonor Crosstown. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying. I'm not buying. <laughs> I'm not buying. I think about that all the time when I accidentally do that to somebody. I'm like, God oh, dang it! I hope they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just going so fast they couldn't catch me in my four cylinder element. <laughs> element. <laughs> yes, I wanted to make sure everybody knew that. <laughs> well, okay, so we're done with the learning portion. Yes, um, and it does bring us to that s- kind of sobering conclusion: mm-hmm. is that total learning leads to total identification with Christ, even in His reproach. So just remember that as we move forward, as you um, sometimes grieve over what's happening in America, um, remember that part of that grieving is supposed to happen because there should be a difference between you and where culture's going. Mm -hmm. And before you cry too much, it says that um, we look for a city's whose maker and builder is God and on earth, we won't find it, mm-hmm. not even in America. Mm-hmm. So why don't mm-hmm. you pray? Mm-hmm. Father, what a challenge. Um, I know for me, I know for, I hope for everyone listening that we get to see what you've, um, to identify with you um, and fully and to be that kind of learner and to realize that we haven't gone through it completely as you would have it as you've laid out for us and as you desire it for us to have until we identify fully with you. Father, help us to give us strength through your Holy Spirit to be able to do so. I know that there's so many times when it is difficult and it is hard uh, because sometimes the city's nice and has some fun stuff. And um, there's, a there's like Paul says, there's suffering and loss that can be attributed to leaving the city. God, what a... I'm I'm just thankful and reminded that we do get to share in your glory as well because we identify with you in your approach. We love you. It's in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's that's good to remember. Now, next week mm-hmm. we have week one Good Father Good Friday. Yeah. Next um, week is Good Friday. Good Friday. So, Easter egg hunt and Easter. Right. So we will not be having Bible study next coming Wednesday. Mm. Uh, we've got a lot of things to be doing, but we want to encourage everybody out there, if you've never been to Stations of the Cross, uh, join us. If you have been to Stations of the Cross, maybe in a Catholic version, uh, we invite you to come. Maybe maybe this will be a little bit different for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we build on some of those um, insights, and maybe even we even modify them a little bit. So it really is a worship moment. Mm-hmm. And... It's kind of Good Friday is a day where in the Stations of the Cross is like personally identifying with Jesus outside the city. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, you know, uh, that's what's taking place there. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful service too. To invite people today. And remember about this city, uh, we built this city. Um, We built this city. Yeah. We I think we built this city 
on rock and roll. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming and have a good night. <laughs> Ooh.